You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Philly special. Ready? We got three Batmans on the team, but we got one swole, one skinny, one fast. You know what I'm saying? They boys fly. I was amazing. You know, I'm happy for the whole city of Philadelphia. Trust the process. It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top. Welcome back to Slam Drunk Season 3. Happy New Year. It's 2023. I'm Michael H. The H stands for hopefully not going to shotgun as many beers this year, Westner. And I'm Drew Hernandez, and I'm today's producer because we have a special episode of the Philly Special. We have a big announcement. We're going to check into our Fantasy John Boyos Fantasy Football League. And as is tradition on our podcast, we are going to highlight the winners of this year. And this year's winner is August the Doggest. Now host, former producer, current league champion. Congratulations, August, and his team, the Watts Thoughts. Thank you very much, Drew. Your admiration means more to me than Mike's does. And Mike hasn't even given it yet. So, Mike, let's hear it. Well, you know, I, I had a speech prepared, but now that you've uh, thrown me off the pedestal there, as you did in the semifinals of our fantasy playoffs. Uh, Mike, I had you I had you winning it this year, but instead I have a very special song for you, Andrew, to show you how much I care about winning and beating you and <laughs> and my fantasy team. This, this was the worst outcome for any season that we could have had with August involved. <laughs> It was really magical to win because I got to watch it with both of you in person mm. and I got to hug you as I won. It was lovely. Are you ready for my song? Yes. Yep. Fire away. I was going to say for all our listeners, it's... we are ready for the song. However, we, we did get mm. a, a little, you know, appetizer of it, which yeah. was the full song to my knowledge. <laughs> I changed it. I changed it a little bit. Well, right, that, you guys... you're the you're the tinkerer. So it would make sense that you've, you know, given some <laughs> touch ups, but go ahead. <laughs> I've waited my whole life, and it's all come down to this. This is the impromptu. <laughs> I'm ready. Hey, no. <laughs> I beat you fair and square, and I will have my moment. <laughs> it's one o'clock on a Sunday. There's a line. Uh oh, lineups just set in. There's a laptop <laughs> sitting next to me. Fantasy football is about to begin. All right, got through that first hiccup. Did you consider that Thursday night is the start of the fantasy football week? I did, but it didn't work with the lyrics. No, that's fair. I scream, can somebody trade me an MVP? I sure do want one of those. Well, it'll be rad and sweet when I defeat the once mighty apple but hose. Cuck, 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 cuck. Cuck, 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 cuck. That was my favorite part. Cuck, cuck. Show us how it's done, fantasy man. Take us to school tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for an ass-kicking. 
And your footballs have us feeling so tight. Oh. Alright, this is when I shit on the rest of everyone in the league. Uh. Are you guys ready? I'm so excited. Uh, I'm ready. <clears throat> Get it over with. Now Bill from college, he's a friend of mine. He trades me his players for free. That's true. <laughs> and Mike's quick with a joke, but his team went and choked. I guess Hogs Dogs is just out of their league. Sad, because it's true. That was good. Trev thinks G-Zog winning is killing me as his trophy leaves before his face. Andrew could have been this year's superstar, but he wasn't even in the race. Oh, cuck, 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 Now Lou is a sexy firefighter who drafts like he's got a kink in his hose. <laughs> and he's losing with Salami, who's worse than a commie, but it's worth it. They're hanging with the bros. Nice. Those are the two best lines. Kami was good. That was great. Because it works because the Washington yeah, Commanders Nope, nope well. we got it. Okay. I didn't get it. That's good. And Ogsdogs takes his victory lap as his league mates slowly get boned. Yes, he's loving every minute of victory. The Fantasy League went and got owned. Man, this is all, this is really where I can enjoy the win. This like, right now in this moment, this is where it is all coming. All the love, all the, mm, all the hard work, all the tinkering. Show us how it's done, <laughs> Fantasy Man. And take us to school tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for an ass kicking, and your footballs have us feeling so tight. Ooh. All right. Nice. I, I could not stop staring at your suggested video of yeah. Record Al songs. Weird out, yeah. Yep. I saw your cursor move halfway through the song. Amish Paradise. And I was like, please accidentally click it. Please open <laughs> another video by accident. I listen to a lot of Weird Al, but that's just me on my time. I can sing no, that was, Amish that was Paradise good. word for word. But no, August, that was a very good song. There there were some some banger lines in there for sure. Yeah, the kink in his hose, that was poetry. Shakespeare mm. couldn't have written it better. That was great. Yeah, I was thinking about this during this. We we should probably have Chat GPT at some point, like write a fantasy song for us, yeah. a Weird Al we song should... about fantasy football. Then we, let's just see what it gives us. <laughs> we should make it write the next script. Ooh, yeah, guys, drink beer, talk yeah. about gambling and vaping, <laughs> and mix in some sports. <laughs> Mention voters' rights while they're they're vaping and shotgunning. Lube the polls. <laughs> that was great. That was great, Doc. Thank you for that rendition. I could tell that you put your heart into it and the lyrics were great. I've been waiting three years and I'll wait three years again for another win if I must. But we need to move on because this season is over. Uh, Lovely. Thank you. Mike, are there any reviews <laughs> that you'd like to give us in an impromptu uh, fashion? 
I would. I want to review my cat. Did you see my text? <laughs> I want to no, review my cat. Should I go get the cat? Get the cat. Hey, right, I get. I cat. give permission around here. Mike, please get your cat. Okay, thank you, Drew. <laughs> Fuck you, August. Well, look at that. All right. Oh, Here's dude. my cat. It's good that you have that cat on track to be very cuddly. Those oh are the best yeah, cats. I, we've been training her to just put up with so much shit. I mean, look at this. Look at this. Mike, is what partly makes this Philly special so special the fact that you adopted a adorable kitten named Glovebox? It is. My year is new. My cat is new. This is my first animal that I've adopted solo. Maddie and I have agreed that although Maddie is my uh, darling girlfriend and roommate, this cat is is my responsibility. You know, vet bills, naming, what food I give it, etc., that's my responsibility. So this is my first animal without adopting it with my family, my parents. So I'm very excited. It's been a roller coaster. I still haven't given her ear medication that she's needed for longer than I'd like to admit. So negligence. Um, have you taken this uh, said cat to the vet yet? Yes, it's been to the vet twice. Is the official uh, name Glovebox? The official name on the documents are is Glovebox. Excellent. Yes. That's that's right. Glove, Glovebox yeah. Westner. Tell tell me the reaction that came with that. So I actually, Maddie took her to the vet the first time because I was at work. Um, I see why she said the boundary. Yeah, it was pretty immediate after that because <laughs> she had to call me while I was on my lunch break. Like, what do you want to do with her? Like, I have to say yes or no to stop it. Stop it. She's biting me. The reaction uh, is one of humor every time, um, both from the vet and the vet's team. And also me when I get the printout paper that says glove box does not have rabies. It's a joy every time. She made herself at home immediately by pooping in our potted plants. So as soon as we move those plants onto the balcony, she's combing my beard right now. Oh my God, that is painful. Um, Usually I'd be yelling at her, but this is good conversation for the pod. So what I did have to do is I had to mimic scratching a scratching post to get her to do it. So that was fun. I sat in front of it like an idiot child and just scraped at this piece of cardboard that we bought from Petco for too much money while she watched like what the fuck is he doing how much time did you put into teaching love box how to scratch stuff that she's supposed to scratch you know like maybe five whole minutes which doesn't sound like a lot until you're doing it and the timer is on and you're at the scratching post and your fingernails are starting to get sore it's like the same thing they say about like mixed martial arts you know that's like the longest five minutes of your life in the ring (laughs) Yeah, you know, Muhammad Ali said the rope-a-dope is nothing compared to teaching a cat to scratch. Uh, so uh, impromptu cat review, I'd give her an 11 out of 10. Most of that is based on cuteness and knowing how to use a litter box before we got her. So. Now, if this cat were a beer, what beer would this cat be? You know, this cat, I have to choose one of my favorites, right? Because she's a favorite of mine um, out of all the animals in the world. I think Hyalai because it is just one that, motherfucker, stop it. Yeah, I just want that to hurts. note this cat is just absolutely going at Mike right now. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. You. <laughs> uh, I got to go high lie because, oh, fuck. She packs a punch. Um, she would definitely be a 7.5% ABV, but she's good, you know, even though it hurts a little bit at the end of the day, I keep coming back to it, much like high lie. Right? Ow. Fuck you. She's microphone shy. That's why she's acting up. Sometimes she talks. Do you want to say something? And there you have it. Now, Mike, what makes this a Philly special? 
Oh, baby, Drew, I'm so glad you asked that. My co-host and one-time producer. There's so many things that make Philly special, and there's so many things that make a Philly special episode special. Today is special because my good friend and co-host has been married. He'd done been bequeathed. Drew had a wedding. Aug and I were in attendance among many of our friends, and we want to say a big slam drunk congratulations to Drew and Vicky on their wedding. Thanks, guys. It's a Philly special with Wiz. My grandpa's also turning 100, a Philly legend. Woo! Grandpa Gene. Shout out, Grandpa Gene. But most importantly, this is a Philly special because Philly sports are hot. <laughs> ah, so hot. How hot are they, Mike? Ah, so hot. Fuck. Well, ladies and gents, Philly sports have been super hot. Like solar flare, surface of the sun hot. And this past year made it worth us delving into them with one big Philly special episode. Just in the month of October 2022, the Phillies won the wild card, the NLDS, NLCS, clinched the NL East pennant and made it to the World Series. The Eagles won four games back to back to back to back to back to back to back and won 14 games for the first time in franchise history and have a bye entering the playoffs as the number one seed. The Union made it all the way to the MLS Cup for the first time in their history. The Flyers played some games, allegedly. We don't have any record of that. Fuck hockey. And the 76ers are still a team. I actually just saw them last night. They beat the Lakers by one point. I can't say fuck Lakers fans because they were all very friendly. And a Philly hero was revealed in October 2022 as the rotisserie chicken guy ate, how many was it? Like 50 straight rotisserie chickens? Day day in, day day out. This man went down to the pier in Philadelphia and would eat a rotisserie chicken for over 40 days. Yep, he drew crowds, ladies and gentlemen. He had a whole audience on an abandoned pier behind a Walmart on the Delaware River, chanting his name as he finished the last couple bites of a cheap rotisserie chicken. October was not the only thing special about the Philly area this holiday Christmas time. The Eagles offensive lineman also released a very special Christmas album for Philly. On a special deleted track that Slam Drunk just uncovered, Uh. we actually revealed that Mike and Drew were Eagles offensive linemen for a very short stint and participated on the Philly special Christmas album. Here is that deleted track. Merry and bright. And may all your Christmases be white. I said, hi, I've been dreaming of a Philly special. Thank you. Wow. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little choked up right now. That was beautiful. <laughs> that, that's a lot better than I than it felt like it was going to come out. That was somehow hotter than my lot of doing it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that, that's, yeah. That, that was some of my best work, I'd say. Get this guy an album, am I right? Also, after October, Philly signed Trey Turner, biggest free agent in baseball. And so, that is why today I'm behind the mic with Mike as a Philly native to just gush and awe over our spectacular, stupendous, phenomenal Philadelphia teams. 
legally i am required to give a disclaimer that says i was born and raised in delaware county you don't like it kiss my ass watch mary of easttown here's the 1-0 swung on there it goes deep left center that ball is high it is far it is gone but caught pretty shitty that the phillies had to lose the world series unfortunately to the to the houston astros a franchise known for historically cheating um but you know we're not sore losers or anything you know philly fans we know how to lose that's for sure and we actually became the first city to lose two major championships on the same day when the phillies lost the world series and the union lost the mls cup on the same calendar date heartbreaking day mike but hopefully we can channel all of those losses the phillies has endured into some playoff success for the birds I was actually at the Phillies' 10,000th loss, the most losses of any professional sports team ever. And it was kind of cool, as shitty as it was. There were a bunch of signs, a bunch of banners. Phillies fans showed up. They knew they were going to lose that day, and we lost with pride. And then I think we never lost again. That's what I've been hearing. All worked out. And Og was also on the other side of that equation when he witnessed, as did I, the 2008 World Series championship in person. Yes, Correct. we were both there at the 2008 World Series game when the Phillies clinched it, baby. August Felt- August, and I would not meet for seven more years in 1,100 miles south. But when we did, we realized that we were both at Game 5 of the 2008 World Series when we beat, ironically, the Tampa Bay Rays. I say ironically because we would meet in the Tampa Bay seven years later. So good things do happen in Philly. Good things happen in Philly all season, Mike. It was pure joy when I was going back to Philly. I went to an NLDS game, the one where the Phillies beat the Braves, the World Series reigning champion Braves, to go onto the NLCS to play the stupid Manny Machado San Diego Padres. Thank God those amazing Chargers moved away from San Diego, those loser Padres. That's what's in. (laughs) Padres on the loose. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. But when I was in town, the sense of community and the sense of spirit and the sense of just hope and happiness in the Philadelphia region was unlike anything I'd experienced as an adult. We were we were kids, Mike, when the Phillies won the World Series last time. And we weren't in Philly when the Eagles won the Super Bowl because we were in Florida celebrating together. But to be in Philly and to get to experience some of that joy as an adult and and just feeling everyone together. I was with my childhood, like travel baseball friends, like at that game and and to to be there at a a big win like that. Like I was in tears. It was great. I'm not clowning here. Sorry, I'm not clowning here. Did the Phillies win the World Series? No, they lost. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, but they they to be fair, they were. The reason it felt so special, I think, and all can can chime in here as our resident Philly fanatic. Oh, uh, uh, but the reason it the reason it felt so special is the Phillies should not have even made it into the playoffs. Like this was the first year that they were awarded a second wild card spot, and their division rivals who made it in ahead of them with more wins got pounded in the playoffs and lost. And the Phillies somehow, as the underdogs, in I think every single matchup. Um, made it to the World Series and still put up a good fight against what is turning out to be a dynastic Astros team. Couldn't have said it better, Mike. Just like the 
NFC East, the NL East in baseball had three teams go to the playoffs, Mets, Braves, and Phillies. Um, and Phillies were in third and they just had the dog in them. They like, that was kind of like the Philly motto the past couple of months, like that dog in them. And that's translated over to the Eagles as well. They had a, their own like winning theme song, dancing on my own. We like at all of the games that we'd went, that we went to and they won, they'd play the song and like 50,000 people would be singing it. We got some really good footage of that. Good footage, Og. Yeah, very. I good also footage. heard that the Phillies during the the playoff games netted the city like fifty million dollars or something like that. Seventy eight million in economic. Inf- yeah, thank good segue, Drew. Yeah, what a producer. Did you uh, find <clears throat> that article? How'd you how'd you come up with that? I didn't read it. I just <laughs> saw the headline. I'm not a big article reader. Drew got a CNN alert on his phone and <laughs> screenshotted it and sent it to us. I was elected to lead, not read. When Bryce Harper hit that home run to send the Phillies to the World Series, I decided to ball out and get the most beautiful powder blue retro 1983 away jersey with Bryce I Harper. I also have a powder blue jersey. <laughs> we can match. Switch that P to an L and we can match. Uh. <laughs> You remind me, what's the SpongeBob meme where he's like, I lost something once. That's exactly what that was. You nailed it. I was also, um, I was just going to say real quick that I, I know another team that uh, did not belong in the playoffs that ended up making it there and then also ended up breaking the hearts of its uh, members. That's true. Who? Don't worry about it. Oh. You wouldn't know wanna... if she goes to another school. We all know who. <laughs> they were winning by 27. Oh, has Jalen Hurts played in the fucking what? What do you call it? like that green that they do? Kelly. Like the yes, the Kelly green. green. Thank you. We think that'll be next year. If, okay. uh, Answer if... the question. We've been saying that's going to be next year for ten years, Mike. Oh, well, yeah, I know this... a team whose fans have felt that way. <laughs> to be fair, though, they just approved different colored helmets. Uh, you know, with the multiple stickers or whatever the fuck it is. So it could actually be next year. Here's my hot take. I thought that the all black Eagles uniforms were not great. Really? My dad said that too. So you're officially an old man. <laughs> I think just so many like teams have an opportunity to wear all black that like mm-hmm. it's not like an opportunity for your team to stand out. Like the Kelly green is like an opportunity to stand out. They kind of look like the Jets uniforms though. Is the only issue that I've seen raised. Yes, but the Jets out, I think Lou. also only. St- oh no, the Kelly Green. Okay, yes. Yeah, no, I agree. When when I was saying that, uh, the Jets did pop into my mind for sure. So yeah. Hey, can I talk about retro jerseys and different colors? Because I look, I know we're getting shitty after the next segment, but the fucking Sixers they tease the shit out of the two thousand and one black uniform. Speaking of all black uniforms too, the Allen Iverson classics. They could literally print money by selling Embiid, Harden, and Maxi versions of those. And they tease it, and they tease it, and they tease it, and then they don't do it. 
And the vice president of basketball operations, Chris Heck, he came out and said, we'll never do those jerseys. They look terrible. Black is not a Sixers color. And then they released a black jersey. It just doesn't look like a basketball jersey. But that's, you know, who am I? I'm just a guy who's furious at the Sixers all day, every day. I know a fan base that's furious at their team. The more you say it, the more I realize it was obvious that you were doing the SpongeBob meme. At least the Chargers jerseys look good. Hey. They're playing a nice stadium. They have good branding. There's a few things they're doing right. I, I agree. Oh, man. It's so much more fun derailing the show as a producer. Man. Cut. Scene. Drew's an abrasive producer. Drew, that was great producing. Uh, no, I, I, nice. I'm prepared. Don't worry. We're the best fans ever. Best fans ever. We're the best. Okay. You cannot talk about the city of Philadelphia without talking about their sports fans. <laughs> um, I have been to two games in the city of Philadelphia. I will say for the rap that Philly fans get. Now, mind you, I did have a beer thrown at me at, at the Eagles-Chargers games. Um, it was empty. However, I think that I was a good sport, and I think that anytime you're a good sport at anyone's stadium, home or away, and, and whatever, like fans or whatever, I think that you can really find some common ground and just like kind of enjoy just like, oh, me and you both like football. Um, we're just wearing different colors. Yeah, so I mean, like we, we had a really good time talking to all the Philly fans. I don't think we were anywhere near any other Chargers fans, and like we were talking to Philly fans the entire time. And for the most part, they were pretty friendly. At the tailgate, they were not friendly. It was pretty rough, yeah. I was uncomfortable. Yeah, everyone was telling Mike, like, why are you walking with that guy? <laughs> yeah, like straight up, multiple people said, why are you friends with him? <laughs> <laughs> like it was, like I was bridging the gap between like two warring countries. And it was just the Chargers, too. Like, it's not like you were a Cowboys yeah. fan or anything. Like, I don't think I could think of a single NFL team that is least, that, that is less offensive to the Eagles. Me walking in the tailgate parking lot, like I was not, you know, strutting or anything or yelling at people or looking at people, even like people are just fucking chiming in left and right is full on popcorn gallery. Um, But yeah, I, I think you you sit down and, and get to know some fans. I mean, like I won't toot my own horn, but I think I'm a pretty good fan. I, I think I can talk a lot of like objective football. I got people at the Bears stadium when Trev and I went to the Bear game there. There were these like classic 80 year old bears fans sitting next to us, like sweater vest kind of thing. And one of them, by the end of the game, just handed me his giant bag of pistachios and was like, do you want some pistachios? Oh, <laughs> Here's so the common. best sports fans from Philly. I was going to say, Augs, like mention how they're the best fans in the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't climbing any poles. So without any further ado, other than Aug and I, here are the top 10 Philly sports fans. Leading off the list is catching babies. Unlike Aguilar roll the clips. Smoke started getting worse. Then I seen a guy hanging out the window, you know, screaming that his kids was in there and things like that. So I, I ran to the back door, see if it was open, and it was. I ran upstairs, but then I was greeted with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up. And ironically, me and my, one of my, ex, my old co-workers took the ladder off the, off the truck, raised it up, and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. And we was catching them. Unlike Aguilar and his mishaps, I like to put that out there. <laughs> See, this is a good example of 
like whether it's a player or a fan or someone involved in sports, just catching a stray from a Philly fan. <laughs> yeah, that's I think that's the thing that people in in cities that maybe aren't as into sports as Philly is like it just bleeds into everyday life. Like people could have been killed there. And this guy, you know, top of mind is Nelson Aguilar dropping passes. And also the other thing that I wanted to mention that cracks me up every time is this was after the Super Bowl. Like Aguilar played pretty damn well in the Super Bowl that we won. And less than 18 months later, he was catching strays on the news from a guy who was watching firefighters save people. <laughs> to be fair, Aguilar did have a, at least one pretty ugly drop, if not several, if I remember correctly. But yeah, he, still, he, you know, if I'm actually catching babies tossed out of a burning house, the last thing I'm thinking about is any wide receivers. Absolutely hilarious. I felt bad for Aguilar after that because that meme was just everywhere on Twitter. He could have put up like prime Jerry Rice numbers and people still would have been clowning him for the smallest thing. Mike, talk to me about Philly sports Twitter and and the ecosystem beast of a Northeastern like conscience that it is. Yeah, Philly sports Twitter is unique. You know, it, it really does divide into the four major sports and even five if you include the union, which I would. You know, there's Sixers Twitter, which is different from Eagles Twitter, which is different from et cetera, et cetera. But it is this this hive mind, this beast that's that's constantly growing and, and changing. I mentioned Mike Scott earlier. Mike Scott was invited to those tailgates because he became famous through Sixers Twitter. I mean, I don't think he's playing for a team right now. He's not an all-star. He never was. But he became so popular on Sixers Twitter that became he became a local celebrity beyond just a normal bench player. All because, you know, he was funny and fell into a courtside fan seat and drank some of their mixed alcoholic beverage while a play was going on and became a meme from that and became a great guy out of it. You know, it's like a it's this it's his own ecosystem. And it's kind of beautiful because, you know, being as Og and I are and have been at different times living outside of the city of Philadelphia, um, I'm living on a different coast and I feel like. I was connected to the Phillies because of Phillies Twitter. Um, Twitter might be falling apart. Uh, the Phillies and other teams are changing, but you know, there's still fans online and there, there's this community on there, which is pretty special. Shout out baseballing with the beefy boys of the day, keeping track of all the Phillies beef. I would say Phillies Twitter is the most wholesome of the four or five. Yeah. Good people. Good memes. I think the memes on Phillies Twitter <laughs> Well, is then we're going to throw it actually to a Phillies Twitter icon. We're talking about the fightings. I, I listen to this guy. How, tell me how you're feeling here. You're screaming. I am stoked, baby. You're screaming like it's still the game going on. We're talking about the fightings here. The fightings. Said. Said. Should. Said. Can I just say before anything else, absolutely classic Philly accent there. When he says talking, I'm talking. Talking about the fightings. Talking about the fightings. <laughs> it's like my dad described it as adding an extra syllable or an extra uh, vowel. Like talking about the fightings. Fightings. Absolutely beautiful. When I'm in that Philly parking lot about to go into that game, and that's what I'm screaming, that like, we're talking about the fightings. I, I get that Delco accent. Like it just absolutely just vomits out of my mouth. But this dude in particular kind of became the Philly Twitter 
icon of the World Series run. He was everywhere on Philly Twitter. Philly was like channeling that like absolute said, said mentality. Just nothing to lose, all on the table. Lube those poles, baby. Lube those poles. The screenshot of him looking at the reporter getting ready to scream. Like, I don't need any audio. I don't need the video to play. Just his face absolutely gets me riled up. There's a reason that that guy is on shirts. Roll the next clip. Eagles are on the minds of just about everyone as we get ready for this Sunday's game. A man being arrested in Luzerne County had just one thing to say to reporters when being taken into custody. Go Eagles. Wow, the perp was caught on camera allegedly trying to steal guitars. I think this shows, like this just brings me to, to an important note that like you guys have mentioned like hive mind and stuff. It is it is like just Philly fans, no matter what they are doing or anything, any type of stimulus can just send them right into sports and like in an aggressive manner and like in any kind of manner whatsoever. It's it's like a fight or flight. Yeah. And speaking of moving away and being in a different area, Maddie always gets upset when I'm wearing Eagles gear or Phillies gear or Sixers gear for that matter. And we're out in public. It doesn't matter where we are someone will shout go birds or trust the process or whatever i was we were in line at a gas station in bumfuck louisiana and a sixers fan drove around the the pumps to show me his shirt through his windshield and honk at me mike today today i was on a hike in the woods in dc i saw someone with an eagles hat and we had a simultaneous passing go birds today oh yeah absolutely it's every it's probably once a week for me we were in the library the la central library in downtown la and i was watching uh the game against the giants on my computer i went to go to the bathroom and a guy was on a docent tour looking at the architecture of the library wearing all eagles gear and like flagged me down in the middle of his tour to shout go birds at me in a silent library now does this ever happen to you mike you are wearing an Eagles article of clothing. You see someone with an Eagles article of clothing. You give them a go birds and they look at you like you're fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, especially with the older crowd. Yeah, I'm like, where do you get off to to just not understand the cultural go birds, go birds? You're the one taking the responsibility of wearing the gear. Yeah, and it happened. I felt shameful. It happened to me at the mall during Red October this year when the Phillies were on their run. I saw a guy in a Philly shirt and I shouted, hey, go Phils. And he just looked at me like I'd called his sister a, a, a derogatory name or something. I was like, look, I'm sorry to shout at you at a mall, but it's Red October, baby. You know, we're talking about the fightings here. You have to shout at, the at, at me. Yeah. Like he was going on an es escalator down. I was going on an escalator up and we were within, you know, spitting distance of each other for a moment. And that's when I shouted it. And Maddie was like, doesn't always work. And I was like, damn. But I like to think spiritually he knew what was going on. When I was like early on in high school, I was dead set on joining the military. And my ex-girlfriend's dad was a Marine and he got me a, a Marine sweater. And I remember I was at Disneyland in LA. I was at Disneyland in the lobby of a hotel and I'm walking by and this actual Marine, I'm like 14 or 15, but you know, since ever I've looked old enough to be doing whatever that I'm not old enough to do and said Semper Fi to me. And it caught me so off guard. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, and like it was in passing. So I had no opportunity to. But, you know, that guy's probably sharing a similar story of like, who the fuck is this guy that doesn't say Semper Fi back? <laughs> it's like, I'm clearly a fraud. I was a 14 year old wearing a Marine hoodie. <laughs> he is not talking to a, a future U.S. Marine. 
Birds. The one other thing I want to mention about this clip is it says that he was caught, he was arrested for for attempting to steal guitars in Pittston, Pennsylvania. I don't know where the hell that is. I had to look it up while we were watching this. It's two hours away from Philly. That's the other thing. Like that is outside of Scranton, PA, Northeast Pennsylvania. That could very easily be New York territory. But that guy, even after getting arrested, 117 miles away from Philadelphia County is willing to say go birds. And that's just absolutely beautiful to me. I was going to say that as well. This guy is not stealing from like a lids or like a fanatic shop or anything like that. He's stealing, trying to steal guitars and like musical equipment and is still in that sports mindset. Like no stimulus is pushing sports at all. And yeah, his, his instant thing is go birds. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Shout out Google Maps, not a sponsor. I love the fact that all of these have been news clips, right? Yeah. All of these have been all of these have been clips that were played on local news. Like local news just keeps going back to to drunk guys in the parking lot or guys who are are caught stealing in Scranton. They live for it. That goes back to your point, Drew, that it's just it is just right top of mind yeah. with every single thing. I think that that format of video is also getting just so much more popular. I saw a TikTok the other day that was a dude going around an Eagles parking lot pregame, just asking like other dudes, would you for three, a three-peat mm. Super Bowl? And that like, like for the Eagles to go back to back to back Super Bowls. And a lot of people participated in that. Yeah, there's no bigger honor than being Super Bowl champs. And especially to do something like a three-peat, like that's like a, I mean, there are not very many like actual dynasties. And even like a lot of dynasties have never gotten close to doing a three-peat a lot of people would i depending on the situation i would probably someone if i could guarantee the charges a, a three-peat i'd probably several people i'd give up like my car like i'd ride a horse if i had to and like you know go wild west like there's just there, there's a long list of things i would do to get three-peat super bowl i won't address that specific question though even a three-peat in the nba which is more i mean obviously it's more common than in football, but I think more common than in any sport. I would I would give fingers, like appendages from my body for the Sixers to do it. It's a non-zero number of fingers that I would let you cut off my hand at this desk right now for the Sixers to win three titles. Yeah, I'd was, give up fingers for sure. Like, no question it, in my mind, if it was like, a, here's the situation, you get three Super Bowls, give me your hands, take them. Oh, I yeah. got feet. <laughs> I've got feet. <laughs> Next! <laughs> I want to nominate myself on this list for going to the Giants Commanders rematch after they tied in all Eagles gear. And this is a game to decide who's going to the playoffs. And I brought a sign that says, I hope they tie again. And I got so much shit from every single person in that stadium until they read the sign, laughed their ass off, and three people asked to take selfies with me (laughs) with the sign. And did you? Of course I did. I won the hearts and minds of these people. And everyone got a good laugh out of it. So I think that we are, and like some people obviously wanted to absolutely beat the shit out of me. The hooligans out there that you will have. But you can be a good, chaotic, good Philly sports fan. And that's what we should be aiming for. And not getting arrested, I guess, if there is a lesson. But there doesn't have to be. You can get arrested if it will lead to a Philly sports championship, probably is what we're saying. I just want to let you know, I have a professional mentor who helps me with work stuff and he's a big Giants fan. And I got matched up with him right before you we went to that game. Like I hardly knew him 
and I was telling him about your sign and he absolutely adored it. Like I was Aww. like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is an okay thing for me to say over our zoom meeting. And he was just like, that's, that's incredible. That is really a, really a good thing to do. <laughs> Look games. at our Philly sports humor, advancing your work and professional career, Mike. Less than one minute. You can do it. Only if you are internally moved by the Quaker light. Sorry I shot JFK, Pete Rose. <laughs> On like a game baseball. More fuck like Joe Buck. Fuck Joe Buck. Buck. Fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm peeing in my trash can right now. And now for a very special and timely sneak peek of Drew and Vicky's wedding night, here is the impromptu Drew's wedding night review. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> I think I'm gonna throw up. Live from Drew and Vicky's wedding, it's Wayne And then it's just not a review at all. Since you guys are drinking, we're, we're, we're all drinking. also drinking. Okay. Let's do a quick cheers <laughs> to our gentleman of the evening, Drew. To and Drew. cheers to Vicky. And my cheers to Vicky. And his wife and our one-time guest and my former roommate. Oh, We've got guys. the Hunter with Shiner Buck here. Vicky. That was a premium shot of Jager Bombs. No Slim Jim. Give me your cups. Yeah, it was a little bit mediocre. Cups. All right, let's film this Hands fucking segment. Right, here we go. Let's get there. We're hopping in the truck. Let's see if I can find Grab the wall. Mag lit and a cigarette. You have a cigarette? I don't. Here with us on the newest episode of the Slam Drunk Podcast, we have Michael H. The H stands for uh, hugely proud of his newly eloped friends. Hugely proud of his eloped friends. Westner, we have. The Hunter himself from Season 1, Episode 5, Noah Langstorm. Hey, I'm also proud of the uh, eloped one. And the best man. The and bestest mensch. The bestish mensch. That's true. I was going to say, you kill enough things and you'll get uh, noticed out there. I first have alarming news. Yeah. If you pay attention to the rear left window of this vehicle. <laughs> we have an extra guest. You will see a giraffe. <laughs> hey! Bring him in, bring him bring in. Him in bring him in, bring him in, bring him in. Scooch on over. Drew's in the hot spot. We have here. a special guest with us today on the newest Are we talking episode about the Jews of Slam Talk. Jeez. Making his first slam drunk appearance, it's the gut shuffler. He does like the Chicago Bears, so you can't use my government name on here, dude. <laughs> Welcome, Philip Rivers and Justin Herbert. They're yes. not here. They're zooming in, but they're muted. <laughs> <laughs> they're really excited yeah. to be here today on Slam Drunk Podcast. They're still connecting to audio. <laughs> <laughs> Drew hasn't let them into the Zoom yet. Can you tell me about the time that you actually met Philip Rivers' entire family and what you thought about how many children there were? There were a lot of kids there. Well, we didn't confirm that that was his family, uh, but we did meet his dad, and his dad wanted very little to do with us. <laughs> <laughs> You used to call him dad or daddy or like, what was the right pronunciation there? Nope. Papa. Just, uh, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think either August or Mike was like, hey, this is Phil Rivers' dad. And I was like, oh, hey, are you Phil Rivers' dad? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I hope he keeps playing forever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Slam Drunk next segment we're doing on Drew's <laughs> wedding night. Higher <laughs> energy. Ah, ah, ah. It's called, Mike, what's it called?
<laughs> we planned it. We Mike and I talked game. about we it. We talked about it all night. Multiple games for Drew on his big wedding night. What yeah. is Drew going to... Oh! I remember. I need to pee. I have a question for... <laughs> fuck, Mary kill. Mike Ditka. Kill. Who's the fucking other beat Bears fans? Or people. Not fans. Yeah, let's see if let's see if Noah can name two other bears. <laughs> uh, he likes one of them. There you go. I'm literally wearing the jersey. <laughs> what's the What's that guy's name? August. I'm gonna put Noah on the spot. Noah, in the next thirty seconds, if you can name two other Chicago Bears, I'll give you twenty dollars. If you can't, you owe me twenty bucks. I'm not accepting that deal. Well, I, <laughs> I only follow you. popular teams like Tom Brady. That's not a team. <laughs> oh, it is. Have you not seen America? What did you say earlier? Your favorite football <laughs> team was the Longhorns or nah. the Trailblazers? Yeah. <laughs> we have Coach Drew back for the post-game press conference, the game being his own wedding. And we are going to ask Coach some questions about his game today and, and how he felt. Hey, it's me, Coach Drew. Coach Drew, Coach Drew, over here. I feel like you're doing the same accent as me, but go ahead. Well, from the same part of the planet and that's why we got the accents and why i'm on this beat it's where regional. is that jersey okay. coach, <laughs> coach drew yes how you feel like your boys did out there during your wedding today a little noisy making a lot of noise a couple of them maybe not wearing suits <laughs> coach drew well, how does game how does today's game affect your game planning for for future seasons can you rephrase that question? <laughs> Did this game change your outlook on, on the future? Yeah. Well, no, I'm just going to keep doing the same stuff I was doing before for for most of the part. I was like, I can't take anymore. But you like this? How's it feel to be on a, on a podcast? This is how the sausage is made. Mike Dick up. <laughs> what were the other bears' names, goddammit? There are no good bears. That's the problem. Fuck! There's a fucking nice ass. <laughs> Coach Drew, Coach Drew. Yes, August. Uh, reporter. There we go. It seemed like a real team effort today. Who do you who do you give the game ball to after your wedding day? Family. Coach Drew, how do you how do you think today's game affects your chances in the Hall of Fame someday? I'm gonna make the Hall of Fame either way. I like your confidence, and your fans like your confidence too. That's why you have so many of them out there in the stadium today. Correct. Making so much noise. Yes, they were very noisy. They're Embarrassing sh- you in front of the family. It was a little bit my I wedding. Mean, we're going to cut that. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> I think that's great. I, I would too if I was not a fan of the Chargers. <laughs> now We Drew, hold Junior very near and dear to our hearts. Drew, you're, no, you're number one draft pick, right? You're coming up to the season. Uh-huh. You're number one draft pick. Who are you picking as your quarterback? And yes, Tom Brady Just, decides to come back. Justin Herbert. Out of the whole league? Yeah, I, I hate to say it, it's gonna be Mahomes, oh. the rival, the di- division rival. Hey man, you gotta respect the the best in the league. Excellent work, congrats, Coach Drew, on another win. Coach the Drew, win of the century. You're my hero, Coach Drew. You're my hero. Seventeen and zero, and the Chargers made the fucking yoffs. Wow, two two amazing achievements in one calendar year. Chargers make the playoffs, Eagles make the playoffs, Augs dogs win the fantasy league. What a year, what a year. And also Drew got married today. Oh, and Drew got married today. Coach hey, Drew. Married. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. Are we going to get hit right. with a copyright for that? That was a really good I think, so. I think we might. You know who ripped their pants today.
No, he's right in the car, the hunter himself. I ripped the shit out of those pants, dude. <laughs> True. I was going to say, I think, I think this wedding should be sponsored by Viagra. And now, your favorite segment, the first one of the new year. We are about to get shitty. And our first topic is, you guessed it, the Los Angeles Chargers with your co-host and resident Chargers super fan. And I don't know, maybe super enemy at this point. My co-host, Drew Hernandez. I'm a little bit afraid to ask this, but I think the fact that you're, you know, 300 miles away saves me from poking the bear here. Drew, buddy, just face level. Like, how are you feeling right now? Well, it's Monday now, so I, I've had a little bit of time to process and, and relax a bit. But um, I'll tell you guys what I told Vicky as soon as we left Buffalo Wild Wings, which I'll never go to again. I told Vicky, I, I became a diehard Chargers fan in 2013. This loss, since I've become a diehard fan, is the worst Chargers loss that I have watched. I've had, like, like I've seen maybe bigger leads blown or like just like more of a feeling of like what the fuck just happened except this is the playoffs like for it to be a playoff game just everything is is amplified by 10 so it really sucked this is the worst loss for me for sure like for sure since i've become a diehard fan a lot of people are saying it's the worst ever i don't believe that at all the charge has been through so much worse um oh fuck but no it, it was an ugly loss i mean obviously they were up 27 0 um, and just to explain like how desensitized I am to this fucking franchise, I mean, sitting there in the bar, they're up 27 zero. There was not a single time in my head where I was like, Oh, like we're good. Like, you know, I don't need to pay attention to this game or like anything. Like it was like, no, they very well could blow this fucking lead. And like, it's so realistic and I could see all of it happening. And then it just happened. Um, so it's almost worse to see it coming and then it happens than for it to surprise you. As far as getting shitty, like on the actual chargers, a lot of people are calling for Brandon Staley, the head coach to get fired. I'm not necessarily on that train, not because he doesn't deserve it maybe, but more so because the, the root of the issue is the owners. So I'll just get shitty on the owners. The owners are the issue. The owner's son is the fucking president of football operations or whatever the fuck it is. And he has no football background. And he's been that guy since 2013 when the Chargers brought in this GM, who is basically a yes man to him. And obviously the owner is not going to fire his son or remove his son from that position, which he has no qualifications to be in. So it doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who the GM is. Um, unfortunately it doesn't super matter who the players are. Like the whole process is broken if your foundation is just fucked up. So, I mean, like we'll just keep hoping for next year and keep hoping for next year. But the other thing I'd like to say is, I mean, mid season, this team did not feel like a playoff team. So it's not like, Oh, you know, the chargers felt super bowl bound and stuff. The chargers every spring feel like they're, you know, going to make a deep run. Um, but you know, there's no football played in the spring that we care about. So that stuff shouldn't really be taken into account. They were injured. They were playing like shit. They lost some to some bad teams. And then everyone's surprised that they like imploded in the playoffs. It was the least surprising thing that that could have happened. Yeah. So chargers do better. I don't believe that you will, but I hope it, <laughs> it it's like watching. some. it's like having an intervention for someone that, you know, is not going to quit. <laughs> True. I have, I have two follow-up questions. If August will allow us. I'm the producer. Um, I allow it. And yeah. And he will. Cause he's the guest right now. <laughs> One. 
is the son of the owner that you mentioned the guy who we saw on the Eagles field? Mm. I think you mentioned we saw a Spanos. That's a really those, good uh, question. We had those front row seats. Was he seats. older? He looked like he looked like forties in like a business suit, and oh, you were like, that, "That's probably you, John Spanos." Then you immediately had like this animal animosity in your eyes and i was like who's that and you were like oh i think that's the fucking son of the owner who runs the team oh man you were like ready to eat a cigarette <laughs> yeah no then, then probably and and that's okay. the thing too is like there's not a single chargers fan that you know has any clue what they're talking about that is going to defend any of the spanish family like the amount of like joy just like inherent joy and like beaming with like optimism that I had when I heard that Dean Spanos was being sued by his sister to sell the team. (laughs) Oh my God, dude, like what a relief, Uh, just like an opportunity because there's no window for an owner to sell the team if they don't want to sell them. And they have had, they've made no inclination that they're going to sell them. I can't imagine that, that the owner is going to remove his son um, slowly or quickly. So, I mean, like it's purgatory. We're in purgatory. (laughs) And follow-up question number two. I didn't realize that it was the 10-year anniversary this year of you becoming a diehard Chargers fan. If you could go back 10 years and tell yourself anything, what would you say? Oh, man. <sighs> Charger, Chargers related, not like, okay, you know, I was don't smoke say, as much. Or, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't grow your hair out freshman year. Oh, man, if I could tell myself anything, I would probably just tell myself, just so you know, it's going to be more than 10 years until you ever even have a chance of watching the Chargers in a Super Bowl. So just have that expectation. (laughs) Do you think you'd still be a fan if you knew that? Yeah. I mean, I'm still a fan. I I think I'll live a a relatively long life. I got at least 20 years left, you know? There is absolutely no part of me that is like, it is guaranteed before I die that I will even watch the Chargers in a Super Bowl, much less if they win. And also if they lose, dude, you guys are going to have to... Because I'm not going to be able to take that. An all-round room with no corners. Yeah. I mean, like, also, my, my dad is a Saints fan. Henry is a, is a Falcons fan. One of just, you know, end-all, be-all to any football arguments that I've ever had with Henry has been 28-3. to And the Chargers just blew a bigger lead. Um, now, that was in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you know, there's still that kind of trump card. Um and also, just to add to this whole narrative, the the Minneapolis miracle, the Stephon Diggs touchdown on the Saints and stuff, the five-year anniversary of that play was on Saturday when the Chargers got blown out. So it was me and my playoff list families, teams, and we we all went down together. <laughs> I'll, I'll remain a Chargers fan. He texted me the other day, and he asked me how I was doing, and I told him I was doing as good as I can, <laughs> and that at least I am a draft season enthusiast. So my moving forward parting thoughts are it's on to draft season. Yeah. My dad texted me the other day and asked like, how's Drew doing? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what I'm talking about. When I sent that message in the group, me, one of my favorite parts, I mean, like, like maybe the only favorite part, the only good part is like the like sense of like community and love that I personally feel anytime the chargers lose, like I will get so many condolences, like, like one of my EAs from my classroom, the first thing that he'll say when he walks in the classroom um, after the Chargers lost is he'll just be like, well, we're not even going to talk about what happened this weekend. (laughs) And like, dude, like the tech, my boss texted me and she was, I think she said like, I feel your pain or something like that. And then a football and like a crying emoji. (laughs) So yeah, no, I I really appreciate all the, all the condolences. 
That nice. was really well said. That was a magnificent segment. Very and you ended it with community. Mm. If you had only said that those texts came in while you were in line to vote. <laughs> All right, let's do a commercial. Nice. I'll, I'll just Are add you... one one more thing, just like super quick. Um, after the game, we, we were in Las Cruces, which is an hour away from Deming at Buffalo Wild Wings. When we left, it was weird because like that was one of those things like as like a sports fan as like this is going to keep me up all night. I mean, I also I fall asleep really easily Um, and, and Vicky drove on the way back. But I, I think that like that's one of the easiest times I've ever had falling asleep in the car because I was just like, I need to be released <laughs> of this suffering. Like I straight up went into like Siddhartha mode and was like, get me away from the suffering, like shave my head. <laughs> Don't feed me. <laughs> Let me close my eyes and get away, get out of here. Put me under the tree and let me go. <laughs> End my suffering. <laughs> and that was an impromptu church religion football. of football. Yeah, church of <laughs> <Yeah>. football. <laughs> you guys didn't think it was a Buddhist religion, but here we are. All right, August, you were hitting us with something. Oh, commercial. Do you something? Um, I want to do either loop for polls or I want to do something about how Jilly's is now fine to go to. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings out, Jilly's in. I I really feel passionate about the Chili's one. Nice. As someone yeah. who's, who's argued to Drew that we should go to Chili's. I think good, that would be good. so funny. Drew, Chili's slaps. I'm sorry you haven't been a part of it recently. No, no, no. I, 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 this year I went to Chili's more than probably I ever have in my entire life, which was also you know probably three or four times maybe. Um, one of which was with Mike and Maddie. I don't remember what that was like mm-hmm. before or that was when before that we happened. went to um before we went to Disney for uh Maddie's oh, birthday. Yes. V- we were in Vicky's Orlando. flu game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you been like protesting chilies over the past ten years because of a relationship with a college friend and a team you aren't really associated with? Well, <laughs> today's your lucky day. Good you could news just make an you. announcement like a like a political ad. Announcement. Yeah. PSA. Chili's in, beat ups out. Liberal America doesn't want you to know that you can go to Chili's again. I, I hate to to go off on, on another riff and, and I and I won't if if unnecessary, but have I ever explained what happened with the Chili situation on the podcast? Have we been through this? Not on okay. the pod. I'll, I'll do this in, in less than 60 seconds. So this is in, in the middle of my diehard fandom, like the beginning of my diehard fandom. So Watching every game, dude, let me tell you, in 2013, when I was in high school, I watched the NFL combine. I watched 340 pound men run 40 yards and bench press and do cone drills and stuff. I watched it like eight hours a day. I was fucking in it. Also note, this is the year that, that Lane Johnson went to the Eagles. Cause I really wanted him to go to the chargers. And instead they got DJ Fluker because they panicked after Lane Johnson went anyways. Um, so this is in the middle of that. I watched every single game. I would never be late to have the game on TV. I would watch every single minute. I wouldn't miss any of it. The first time that I missed part of a Chargers game was while we were like driving through Texas on like a road trip or something. And the only play, there's like no service or anything. And so I can't keep up with the game. I have no idea what's going on. So the only place that I felt like had a good feeling in the area that that would be able to have the me watch the Chargers game was a Chili's. So me and my dad go sit at the bar at this Chili's and they're playing the Dolphins. And you can look it up. I guarantee that I, I have the exact score memorized. The Chargers lost to the Dolphins that day. I showed up late to the game and I watched it in a fucking Chili's instead of at home. And the Chargers lost 37 to zero. 
that that is one of those losses that I'm talking about up there that like is is up here with with that Jags loss. It's not close because not the playoffs, but 37 to zero, first time out of the house. Like you want to talk about superstitions, dude? That was like seven years ago, probably. <laughs> that was almost nine years ago. Yep, and, and you I were would, right. I would 37 say 37 to zero. I've, yeah, I would say that I've been in a um, and if you look at the stat line, I guarantee Cameron Wake had like two three sacks maybe. I think since then I've been to I've been into a Chili's and eaten something less than ten times. Damn, he had he had one sack, two tackles. Well, it felt like more. I'm honestly impressed that you got all that right, dude. You you, you remember things like this. <laughs> all right, let's that's, do that's insane. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, we're done. that's probably good. <laughs> yeah, I got a text from Maddie telling Drew to shut up. Oh. <laughs> Drew's like, can we like wrap this up? It goes yeah, on to I know. talk I'm over for here 30 more my minutes. Eyes. Well, Come dude, on. You, you get me going on the Chargers. I'll sit here for hours. That's why people <laughs> like me at the games. And like, I'm, I'm not biased. I'm just out here saying what I think and, and experiences that I've had. That is true. That is why he's so popular at games. Yeah. And also like, you know, you guys wouldn't want to have a sports podcast with me if I was an asshole about it. <laughs> I mean, if that any of us were, were like that, I mean, like as like football obsessed as I am, like I remember like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> oh, th- those are the people that are unbearable. Yeah, right. you're totally you're totally bearable. Yeah. Hey, thanks, dude. <laughs> this is a great normal <laughs> level of sports enthusiasm that you're showing. Yeah. Financially, I'm in a bit of a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you got a six hundred dollar card in an opening. Yeah, I I did some of the math and and told Vicky this yesterday. I I, I won't grab the stack of cards. Yeah, last probably. thing, and you can only give me a number, okay? Scale of one to ten, how interested would you guys be in like eventually retiring and we have like a card shop or just like a football memorabilia mm-hmm. like that, dude? That's like a dream retirement for me. That'd be a lot of fun. Ten, nice, excellent, Mikey. Yeah. We're only given a number. Pretty high on the scale. Like a, All right, dog, get us like, out of here. Like an A minus. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to season three, episode one of Slam Drunk. This has been the Philly special. I'm your host, Drew Hernandez Laporte. I'm also your host, Michael H. I can't remember what I said earlier. Holy Night Westner. August Dixter is the John, the Wooderite Scooper, and the producer of this show. Tyler Salami Eglin cheese whizzed all over our episode art this week, and it was whiz wit. August, you gotta hop in more on these. You're you're like so host today. Our intro song samples Dreams by DJ Quads. Check out Chill Out Records on YouTube and chilloutmedia.com. That's how you do that, Drew. Don't forget to email us at slamdrunkpod at gmail.com. And please don't drink if you're under the age of 21. But remember, kids, there's no age limit on getting arrested at an Eagles game and sent to the jail under the stadium. The Fightins! Unlike Aguilar. (laughs) Talking about the Fightins! Got two words for you. Go Eagles. I'm in Philly. Like, I, I'm in an, at a away stadium. I'm wearing the opposing team's, like, jersey. Like, people are going to give me shit. Like, there's... Yeah. It'd be weird if it didn't happen. But I swear to God that Jalen Ramsey walked feet from me. And I was like, are you Jalen Ramsey? And it does not break stride. He just goes, no. Drew, I'll mention the Chargers making the championship ten times before I mention that. August, come on, man. Drew, it's my wedding. 
August, in all caps, it's my fantasy championship. <laughs> so, Mike, you said that Glovebox is an 11 out of 10. Our premium subscribers who already have access to this episode and Venmo me at Drew32, uh, about $25-ish, or a little bit less if you can't make it, uh, also said that this episode, being as awesome and special as it is, is also an 11 out of 10. The Dole Whips and the Carousel of Progress are so far away from each other, they're incompatible. Like bringing an infant on the Mayflower. Jesus Christ. Cut. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm guessing he's killed? Love you guys. Love you too. Adios. Go birds, go bolts. Go birds, go bolts.